Let's start the show. You already know who it is. My name is Mike Kyle, aka the Fantasy Vulture. I have over a decade worth of fantasy football experience and have continuously competed for fantasy championships over the course of the past six seasons. But enough of me, I'm here for you. On today's episode of the FV Show, we're continuing our mock draft series. Today we're doing a 10-team standard mock draft from the sixth spot. But before we get started with that, I need three quick things from you. First off, smash that subscribe button, power running back style to show your support for the channel. And then also hit that like button, like an open receiver downfield to show your excitement for this video in particular. And lastly, shoot me a text, 330-302-1554. That's going to be my main source of fantasy football advice throughout the season. And you can also follow me on all social media at FFVulture. And of course, the website is FFVulture.com. But you guys seem to like the first mock draft. That was a 12... It was a 12-team half-point PPR from the second slot, and I figured why not bring it back? I want to kind of turn this into a weekly series. That was always the plan, and then I looked at I looked at the time, and I was like, oh, I need to get I need to get a video out today. So uh, here we are. Let's just knock this out real quick, and we're also going to have a Pittsburgh Steelers team preview out later today as well. So let's just roll with it. We are using Fantasy Pros today. We uh, we did Sleeper for the 12 team, but I wanted to kind of switch up platforms because you know each platform has their own set of rankings, so you have to make your own different set of decisions based upon said rankings. And I'm figured let's just jump right into it. We need to just knock this out real quick. So we're going to start the draft. Uh, as you can see here, we got uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, uh, one flex, a defensive kicker, and seven bench slots. And we're just going to roll. Let's just go with it. Let's start the draft. No, we're not going to start the draft. There we go. We're loading up. So one thing that is really interesting. I know oh, I don't I don't need to take a tour of the draft simulator. I know how this works. Thank you. All righty. So let's see who went off the board here. The thing that is... Uh, interesting about this draft in particular is that the reason why I wanted to do a 10 team standard is because as I said before that is the primary league that I play in that is my traditional that's my family league uh, and so doing so I'm kind of giving away some of the secrets here on things that I intend to do but I also have a mock draft uh, I haven't done a 10 team mock draft yet this season so I'm interested to see what we do here we are and the reason why I did the uh, the sixth slot is because of the fact that um, I wanted to make it so I didn't have a choice of the top four running backs. And I would have to make a decision after that. Uh, but it looks like no matter what happened, like we're still here. So CMC went one, Barking went two. Then we had Michael Thomas, Tyreek, and Mahomes go. So what a combination that is. Uh, and looking at the board here, uh, Zeke's on the board still. Derrick Henry's on the board. Kamara's on the board. Dalvin Cook's on the board. Like. I can't pass up Zeke here if Zeke falls to the sixth slot. So we're going to start our draft again with Ezekiel. There's not a whole lot to say here. Derrick Henry in a standard is much better than he is in PPR, but still, you're still getting that combination of the pass-catching work uh, as part of that Dallas offense, so you have to take Zeke here again. And the reason why I literally wanted to make it at the sixth was so I couldn't draft Zeke again, but here we are. Thank you. Nine picks until my turn. Let's see who else goes. So who else went? We had... Uh, Henry went, Camaro went, Dalvin, Kenyon Drake, Julio, Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon. Okay, so for standard leagues, I always lean running back heavy because I just in general, my fantasy football philosophy is to lean running back heavy. I'm looking at Nick Chubb on the board, Josh Jacobs, Chris Godwin, uh, Nuke, Nuke's there. 
Starting off your standard draft, running back, running back, I've all like the reason I'm gonna make a whole video about this, but basically every year I've played fantasy, the team with the best running back wins. With the best collective set of running back win. So uh, on the turn here, like this is a really awkward spot. I'm gonna suggest another player. Travis Kelsey. We're gonna roll with Chubb. Because I'm going to do something a bit later on in this draft just to kind of tie into another video. We're going to roll with Nick Chubb. And actually this fits very well with what I talked about in a previous video. So now here the run just went. Uh, we had Nuko, Kenny G, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kelsey, Godwin, Kittle, Eckler, Lamar, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. Alright. So now we're looking at the clock here. Oh my god. There's no all right. So Andrews is out. I don't I don't do early tight ends. Just naturally, it's uh, Amari Cooper. Not a fan of Cooper. Allen Robinson's interesting, and Aaron Jones is also interesting. Getting Aaron Jones in the third round again this year is very enticing. But I do want a wide receiver here, and I want a wide receiver with upside that I know can finish in that fringe wide receiver one, one range, low end wide receiver two. And because of that, I'm gonna go with Allen Robinson here as my next pick. I love I just love his cemented role within the Chicago Bears offense. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I'm interested in him uh, regardless because we've seen what he can do last season when he had a monster load of targets. We've seen, it do, we've seen him do it in the past in Jacksonville. He's done it with bad quarterback play throughout his entirety of his career, and I expect him to kind of keep that up this season. All right, so we're back on the clock here. Uh, Fantasy Pros is recommending Juju, Zach Ertz, Amad on Ertz, Gurley, and Dak. Let's suggest another player. I'm interested to see. DJ Moore. Um... Juju in the fourth round is very interesting to me. Uh, I just made a whole video, like I in my uh, Falcons preview, I talked about how much I love Gurley this year, and I think can I suggest another Ridley? Yuck. Uh, we're in the fourth round. Who is off board? Did I even say who went after? I don't think I did. So we had Jones go. Uh, A.J. Brown, Andrews, Chris Carson, Odell, Clyde edwards lair Robert Woods, Amari Cooper. So we still have a few, 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 few uh, wide receivers still available. Can I look at the board here real quick? What wide receivers are available? DJ, Cooper Cup, like there's still so much value there. Gurley, Fournette, Melvin Gordon. There's also, there's also value there as well. Um, can I just pull up my roster? Alright, so I'm going to have my roster up on the side here now, just so we can kind of get a better in-depth breakdown of what my team actually looks like uh, throughout this draft. I lean Juju on this. My heart is, is tugging me for Todd Gurley, because he has zero competition in that Atlanta Falcons backfield. And I like the idea of having Zeke, Gurley, and Nick Chubb. But I'm going to go with Juju. And that's because I, I'm buying I'm buying the the post hype sleeper that is Juju Smith Schuster, and that's what I was afraid of. What I was just afraid of was the fact that there was going to be a run of running backs, and I'd be screwed. And that's kind of what happened here. So after me went Melvin Gordon, Ingram, Fournette, Gurley, James Conner, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Le'Veon Bell, and that's that's brutal. That's brutal. Now, now you're starting to see, so I'm, this is what we're going to do right now. I'm going to pull up the running backs. These, these are the running backs that are left. David Johnson's fine. David Montgomery's fine. Raheem Mostert, like, 
He's good. I don't know what he's actually going to look like this season. And Devin Singletary is fine. Running backs are so fucking valuable in fantasy football. You cannot let yourself pass them up when they are available to you. Especially when you have that tier 2, tier 3 guys. Because once he gets past that, that third tier, it's looking ugly. So luckily, David Johnson is still on the board, and that's just who I'm going to grab. I know his, I know his uh, volume is going to be very safe in Houston. He's going to be able to get some receiving work there as well, especially because they traded so much to get him, including DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to grab uh, David Johnson just as a safe flex guy. I have my first two running backs cemented in having David Johnson as your flex. Totally cool with it. It's very, very comfortable for me. Alright, so now that we are in, what are we in, the fifth, sixth round now, who else just went? We had Ertz go, Montgomery went, DK Metcalf is gone, Raheem Mostert's gone, Waller, Tyler Lockett, Dak, Keenan Allen, okay. Show me more. Can I change this? I can't, that's suggested players. So I want to change this to top ranked players. Yeah, I want to I want to get away from ECR a little bit here. I know we're kind of just changing things up on the fly, but regardless. So we got uh, Sutton, McLaurin, DJ Shark, and Devontae Parker. What quarterbacks are available? Not interested. That's interesting to me. When do, when's my next pick? All right, I'm gonna hold out here. I am gonna grab another wide receiver. You're looking at Sutton, Shark, Parker, Clorin. So looking at this board, I'm kind of breaking this down in my head of who has cemented opportunity and who has the least amount of competition. So Sutton, I mean, that, Sutton's an incredible player. I'm not sure how confident I am in Drew Locke. He's a guy I've been kind of going back and forth on. And then they also just brought in Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and they, ha uh, they have a few other pieces there. So that offense is going to be wildly different, and I'm not sure how Cortland Sutton shakes out within there. McLaurin, the Washington offense is really bad, but he's so good and so talented. He's really like the only option in Washington. DJ Chark is kind of like in that same kind of space. He had great chemistry with Gardner Minshew all of last season. He really broke out, and then he kind of uh, subsided later on in the year. And Devontae Parker finally showed up for the first time in his NFL career. So that's really cool. Um, going off of that, everything I just said, I'm going to take Chark. I don't believe in Minshew all too much, but I think Minshew is probably the best quarterback of everybody here. So I'll take Shark with the with that touchdown upside and the fact that I like his quarterback the best. There's not a whole month, there's not uh, many mouths to feed in Jacksonville either, so I'm going to take Shark there. All right, so we just had another run go. Quarterbacks just flew off the board a little bit. Watson's gone, Kyler's gone, uh, Russell Wilson's gone. All right, so now that we're back on, let's see. I'm looking at all. Let's go back to this. McLaurin's still on the board, Stephon Diggs, Gallup, Landry. What running backs are still there? What are the odds that... I, I'm trying to play this right. And... Can I see the other running back? Ronald Jones. I want to see another Jordan Howard. Okay. So... Because of what I just said, I'm looking, hang on, 
Do I want to do this? There's still so many wide receivers on the board here, dude. There are a ton of them. I'm going to take the gamble, I think. Maybe not. Where is my next pick? Yeah, my max pick's there. So we're going on the back end of the turn. I'm going to run the risk. I'm going to grab another wide receiver here. And I believe... I'm going to pull up my rankings real quick. Where do I have McLaurin ranked in terms of AJ Green? Yeah, I have McLaurin ranked 25. I'm going to take... Just because he fell to me, I'm going to take McLaurin there. I feel like that's... Like, if a guy falls to you after you were considering taking him one round, definitely take him the next. To me, it's just a super safe option. And damn it, that's what I was afraid of. That's what I was really afraid of. So Kareem Hunt went. And that was the player I was really considering taking, considering the fact that I took Nick Chubb earlier. And if Nick Chubb goes down with injury, I have an RB1 in Kareem Hunt. So I fucked up there. Uh, damn, I really should have done that. I... The reason why I didn't was because I was looking at the running backs still available, and this is why. Because I still have a starting running back in Ronald Jones and a starting running back in Jordan Howard late in drafts, I'm fine with scooping one of them up. So that's what I plan to do right here. I'm going to take Ronald Jones uh, over Jordan Howard, and that's just because I don't believe in the talent of Keyshawn Vaughn and also the fact that if this Tampa Bay offense is what we all expect it to be, there's going to be a ton of points available. So I'm going to take Ronald Jones in standard. He's also just a much better standard back than he is PPR. Uh, so we just had another run go, and that's really disappointing. I'm very, I'm very upset that I missed out on Kareem Hunt. I thought about taking him around early just to kind of cement uh, my running back position there in Cleveland, just in case anything were to happen to Chubb, whether, it, whether it's an injury or COVID. Ah, damn, that really bothers me. Um, Alright, I want to go back to all. Who's available here? We got Ingram. We still need a tight end. I'm, I I typically wait on tight end. It's just, the, just because if you... I'm more comfortable with spending a late round pick and missing than spending an early pick and hitting, as weird as that may sound. Uh, just because I, I always like the value of late round wide receivers a little bit more. Or of mid-round wide receivers a little bit more, should I say. Um, and looking at the board here. God, who? Jordan Howard going already was a bit bothersome. What quarterbacks are available? There's once. Once Bree Stafford. Okay. JK. Alright. I'm going to take Ty. God damn, this is ugly. I'm going to take Tyler Boyd, and the reason why I want to take Tyler Boyd, I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow. We're going to talk about uh, him in tomorrow's uh, in tomorrow's All-32 preview, because I'm going to cover the Bengals. I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow threw to the slot a ton last year because Justin Jefferson, and Tyler Boyd plays in the slot. He's one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, and so I don't know if that chemistry is going to be there off the bat, just because of this weird offseason. But just as far as where Burrow likes to throw the ball and where Boyd plays positionally, I like it, especially because he, I, especially because I was able to take him after AJ Green went off the board, so I got the value in terms of that end of things. Um, one, two. So we got things pretty much pretty situated here. We are in round ten, and in round ten, I'm going to take the quarterback that I want this year, and that's Carson Wentz. I'm going to take Carson Wentz. Carson, the issue with Wentz has always been health, but when Wentz is on the field, he's always been incredible. 
and they've revamped this uh, Eagles offense by adding Miles Sanders, who played really well last season, and especially the wide receivers core. They added Jalen Rager through the draft. They brought in a number of wide receivers throughout this offseason as well. So I'm really excited to where this offense is going to go. So I'll gladly take Wentz in the 10th round there. I feel like, I don't know, what was the uh, run of quarterbacks? What number did I get him at? I'm not entirely sure, but I know, let's see, Kyler went, Dak went, Russ went. Uh, Lamar, Mahomes, Watson. So I got him at a minimum of QB of QB seven. But it looks like as far as this, as far as ECR goes, QB ten. I might have got him at QB nine. So I'll take that in the tenth round. We're back on the clock here. I want to go to just all real quick. This might be the time where I scoop up a tight end because the ones who are still on the board I actually like right now. Um, Sterling Shepard, Anthony Miller. Yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to go tight end here. I don't like the receivers or the running backs here. And that's kind of when I always decide when to take a tight end. When I know I'm getting to a point in the draft where I don't love anybody uh, in, as, at a running back or wide receiver position, I'm going to lean tight end. And I'm going to take Tyler Hig Higby. That feels automatic for me. I have Tyler Higby, I believe, as my tight end seven this year. I love what he does this season. I love what he did at the end of last season. And it looks like that the Rams are starting to shift their offense again. McVay's always just trying to innovate and zigging when other people are zagging. And so while everybody else is trying to copy the Rams from a few years ago, we're now looking at uh, McVay trying to revert back to a new system. And that involves uh, leaning on the tight end. And Higby was just unbelievable last season. So I'm going to try and scoop up that value uh, right here in the 11th round. So we're back on the clock here. We nailed the tight end position, I feel like. And now let's just take a look at who is still on the board. Let's see, suggest. that's So this Tony Pollard, we're going to... Uh, Pollard be on the board by the time we get back. That's the question I'm asking myself here. We already let uh, Kareem Hunt slide past me. And I don't know if I want to let Pollard slide as well, but it all depends on who's still available. Sterling Shepard, Preston Williams, Golden Tate, Jerry Juder, if you want to take an upside pick. The issue with this Giants offense is I don't know where the ball is going to go. They have so many just really solid wide receivers, but no one really sticks out. That's why I like Daniel Jones more than any other uh, Giants wide receiver. Uh, but if I, there's a guy that I'm going to take a shot on, uh, let's see. Um, I'm really struggling here. There's not a whole, like, I'm still just in this spot of guys that I don't necessarily like. Who do I have ranked higher of these? I have Sterling Shepard at 43. I have Golden Tate at 51. I'm going to take Sterling Shepard. He's safe. He has a nice floor week in and week out. And I feel like I need that with this wide receiver core. I, I got a lot of guys with upside. Uh, but I want to I get a nice little safety net going right now. So we're going to take Sterling Shepard. Who goes off the board? Alright, cool. Tony Pollard's still there. And that is who we're going to take. We're going to cement our handcuff for Zeke. Once again, Zeke already had Corona. That doesn't mean that he can't get it again. Unless he has the antibodies, I believe. And so if anything were to happen with, with our number one pick, we have his backup in his handcuff, uh, ready to go. Alright, well who else is available here? So now we're getting to the spot where we're going to take a flyer on, guys. Uh, this is our last bench slot. And uh, let's see, I want to just see all 
Djax, Jalen Rager. Alright. I'm going to take the shot on Preston Williams. Preston Williams was really good as a wide receiver in Miami before he got hurt last season. And I'm going to buy the hype. That's a guy, it's a guy that's not great because that Miami offense is just very meh when you look into it. Uh, between Jordan Howard, who's just a mad guy, Devontae Parker, no one really knows what to expect from him this season after his great season last year. And then finally that QB room with Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to take the shot on Preston because I think what's going to happen is, is Fitzpatrick is going to start the year. And if Fitzpatrick starts the year, we know that he's just going to air the ball out, which would be great for Preston Williams' value. And then if anything happens, you can always flip Preston when his, volume's at, when his value is at the highest. Alright, so now we're going to need a defense and a kicker. Let's just go to the defense side of the ball. I'm looking at it right here. The Saints defense is on the board. This Bears defense is not going to be as good as it was. I love the Saints defense this year. Uh, let's see. I want to... Yeah, Pittsburgh already went. That, that's what I was looking to see is if Pittsburgh defense went. Yeah, I'm going to take... I, it's, I mean, it's just defense, so it doesn't really matter. I usually stream anyway. Uh, just to please the experts. I'm, I'll take the Bears defense. That's fine. Whatever. And actually, actually, I messed up there. I messed up there. What I should have done, I should have drafted a kicker first. And the reason why I should have drafted a kicker first, and this is something I probably should make a different video about, uh, but the reason why I should have drafted a kicker first is because if you can get a top-end kicker like the guys who just went, Harrison Bucker was still on the board, who is the, who is the Chiefs kicker. The Chiefs score a lot of points. Justin Tucker was still on the board for Baltimore, one of the best kickers. Will Lutz of New Orleans is on the board, one of the best kickers. Greg Zerline, he's kind of falling off, but he's still a really good NFL kicker and plays on a high-powered offense. If you draft a guy like that, a kicker like that, you won't have to play that game of trying to just stream kickers week in and week out. You have that consistency, and you have that consistency with upside as well. I know a lot of people might not play in league with kickers, but I still do, and so I did mess that up right there, and that's on me. I wasn't thinking, uh, I wasn't thinking smartly. Uh, but however, I do see that Matt uh, Matt Gay is still on the board for Tampa. Robbie Gold's there for San Francisco. Uh, Jake Elliott, Matt Prater. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Matt Gay just because we do expect this offense to be really good in Tampa Bay, which equates to more fantasy points when you have Tom Brady. We got an A minus 91 out of 100, uh, but when you have that when you have that kind of offense, that's to be expected for Tampa. You got to take the points there. You got to take the kicker because of that potential upside. So we got a 91 out of 100. And I really like this team. From the sense of, I feel like it's very safe. It's very safe during this season, but there you also have a few upside plays there as well. So let's kind of just break this down a little bit. Carson Wentz, now there's always the injury concern with Wentz. Uh, but I like the way that this Philadelphia Eagles offense looks. And Wentz, whenever he is healthy, is going to put up fantasy points. And I believe we got him at quarterback 11. So I'll definitely take that for my quarterback position. Nice safe with upside there. Zeke, we know what he can be. He's incredible. Nick Chubb in a standard format is also incredible. And then our wide receivers are where things get a little bit interesting. Our starting wide receivers are one and two. Uh, we've seen what Juju can do. Obviously, he was awful last season, but I'm expecting the bounce back. And even regardless, now that Big Ben's back, we do have that floor. And we do have that same floor with Allen Robinson, who's proved it time and time again with the fact that he's been productive and been very great for fantasy despite really bad quarterback play. 
Our tight end is Tyler Higby, and that's a, that's a little bit of a, of a tricky situation over there in Los Angeles because we don't know what that offense is going to look like. We can only kind of estimate on what we saw from the from the back end of last season. But at the tight end position, I believe we got him late enough to where I'll take the value uh, just in case because you're looking at a guy who could finish as a top five tight end. I believe he was the number one tight end down the stretch last season. He was utterly incredible. David Johnson is as, is as safe of a running back as you can get as your third, especially in Houston where they, tri where they brought him in, traded a ton of capital for him, and so they are going to use him, and they're paying all of his salary as well. Uh, Bears and kicker, we can skip over. I just sneeze. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where's my mute button? All right. Uh, and then our bench. Our bench is really great because I see guys with upside. But then a few guys also have a really safe floor as well. DJ Chark was great last season, kind of fell off towards the tail end, but I believe he has great chemistry with Garner Minshew, and he's one of the few guys on Jacksonville with a lot of touchdown upside. Terry McLaurin was unbelievable for your team last season. He's the only real pass catcher in Washington, so you're getting the number one with nobody else around him and a team that's going to have to play from behind a lot this season. Ronald Jones in Tampa, once again, this offense is supposed to be better than we all expect. I don't buy the hype that is Keyshawn Vaughn. I'll take Ronald Jones for now. He is just a bench guy for me. Uh, but if we are looking for a starter uh, late in drafts, Ronald Jones is one of the guys that I love to take. Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati, that's just one of those things where you look at who's around him. We got him later than A.J. Green went, so there's already value there. He's already just has natural value as well because he's being rated so lowly. You bring in a new quarterback who's better than, than Jeff Driscoll or whoever played at quarterback in, in Cincinnati last year. Uh, and then Burrow, of course, loves to throw to the slot, and that's where Boyd makes his money. Sterling Shepard Sterling Shepherd is as safe of a floor as you can possibly get for a wide receiver. He's, flex, he's a flex option pretty much week in and week out. But if you have to start him as a wide receiver too, if your depth gets obliterated due to corona, love Sterling Shepard this season. Tony Pollard, perfect handcuff for Ezekiel Elliott, just in case anything were to happen there. And if, if there was something were to happen, uh, Pollard pretty much becomes a running back one automatically. And lastly, we're going, to take our, we're going to take our dart throw at Preston Williams out in Miami, who's coming off of a knee injury and is being extremely undervalued in fantasy football. But I think that's pretty much it for this mock draft. Let me know where I messed up. I know there were a few times where I definitely let things get the best of me and I kind of tilted just because there were some players that I weren't really expecting to be on the board all that often. Like I said, we missed Kareem Hunt. I know that was a miss. And then we also missed drafting a defense first over a kicker. That was my fault as well. Tough, tough scene, but still we got a 91 out of 100 and I'll take that. Uh, this team looked really nice and I actually really liked the way that I felt like this draft went, uh, despite the fact that there were a few rounds there where there were, where there were a set of guys that I didn't necessarily like. I feel like we made the most of what this draft handed us. Uh, but yeah, if you like this video, be sure to leave a like and subscribe down below. We try to upload two times a day, Monday through Friday. First a team preview and then just a nice little anecdotal or just general video on the side there. And yeah, that's it. I'll see you guys tomorrow or later on today for a new team preview. And remember, people come and go, but fantasy championships are forever. Later.